for coffee. Hi, I'm Charlie Marie, and this is exciting. Good, you keeping busy these days? Um, yeah, actually. I mean, a lot of it's from home because of the whole pandemic thing, but I've been, you know, practicing some guitar and learning how to do a bunch of stuff and especially learning how to do, you know, at home self tapes because we can't be on set right now. (laughs) What set are you working on right now? Well, everything's pretty much on a hiatus right now. Um, Uh, The most recent one before the coronavirus hit was um, Bonnie's Boys. And they asked me, originally I had, you know, just a, like a principal role, but it wasn't a lead or anything. And then he said um, that he really liked my acting and he asked me to come back on. And he actually wrote more in for my character so that I could be in the movie some more. Um, And we had a couple of shoot dates set up and then the virus hit. And so now that'll happen, I guess, when this is over. You also do a bit of screenwriting as well, right? Yeah. I've been doing that a lot more lately. (laughs) Is that where your passion lays in the, in the behind the scenes thing? No, my passion is actually more acting. Um, You know, I'm a very emotional creature and it's great to be able to put that into a role and express that to audiences and, you know, hopefully inspire people, um, you know, through emotion. That's huge to me, but screenwriting is actually really fun too. I actually kind of fell into it by accident. So tell me the story. So, um, I, I've been in school forever. I love school. I'm always, you know, learning new things. And so one day I was sitting down writing, um, and, you know, I was I was writing just for fun because I just randomly would write stories and movies and just whatever I felt like writing. And my friend looks over and he's like, hey, so I'm on my computer talking to this screenwriter who just wrote a movie. And it's it's amazing. It's scary. It's a horror film. And I love the storyline. But his grammar is terrible. Do you mind editing this? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. So I edited it and then I was like, wait, can we, can we add some stuff to the story? Like, do do, do you mind if we like have a phone conference with him and the writer and can we, can I just, can I give you some of my ideas? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I started telling him my ideas and then the next one he wrote, um, the sequel to that, he actually asked me to write it with him. So we wrote it together. And so the next six movies we wrote together. And then I started, um, you know, I started taking a couple of different classes to learn formatting and all the different things that come with screenwriting. And also, you know, art of the pitch and these classes that would teach me way more than I knew at that point. Um, I mean, I could tell a good story, but I, you know, I didn't know all the details and there's so much work to put into it. You know, you got to, have character arcs and just there's a lot of things to put into it that I learned and I just had so much fun and so then um, I started writing my own and branching out and um, so that's kind of where I am now this was a year ago or two years ago so and you fell in love with it and now you are well on your way so the beginning part um, in the show business you fall in love with it yeah. It's a fairly hard uh, 
profession to get ahead in, right? I mean, it's, it's probably like anything, being in a band, being an, an actor. What's the key to your success? Um, I think the biggest thing is I put my heart and soul into everything I do. And if I don't know the answer to something, I go and I find it and I bring it back as brilliantly and as amazingly as I possibly can. Um, There was one movie, it was actually the first one I was ever in as an actress and I was supposed to be the comedic relief. Well, I didn't realize this at first and, you know, I read the script a couple times and I just, for some reason, I didn't see that. I just, I didn't know enough about it. I guess it was the first movie I was in. And, and, and as soon as I realized it, I started, you know, like taking a bunch of classes and like, learning as much as I could about comedy and how to be comedic relief in a dramatic movie and timing is everything. And just, I, you know, I found out as much information as I could to make it as good as I possibly could. And I think that's the biggest thing is always learning And when I watch that movie now, I go, oh, man, you know, I could have done so much better. They liked it. They said I was great. But personally, I just I can always see how I can be better. And I'm always trying to learn and grow. And I'm also, you know, I put my heart into it. I really care about what I'm doing. I care about the production, making it more than just like my own, you know, basically my prestige is intrinsic. I I want the actual production, the movie to look good because that inspires people. And it's more about that than it is about, Oh, do I look great? You know? So it's, it's really my heart, I think. Well, it's always good to have heart in something, something that I like to call passion. And if you have no passion, you, and I was just talking about this with my wife as well. I was saying without any action, there's no reaction. Sometimes you just got to pick up the phone and take that person off guard. I mean, for that job that you want, you got to just go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, definitely inspiring just to hear you talk about this. Um, are you out of LA now or are you in New York? I'm in Southern California. Um, I still keep my New York phone number. I I used to live out there. I loved it. I lived upstate. But California has always been home to me. I just, I love it out here. Um, I have some family out here. I have family there too. But, um, and I also have family in Texas. But it's, it's just, this has always been home to me. Something about being near the water and just, you know, just, I don't know why. California has always been my favorite place. So it's I my favorite now. place too. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, it's great. I, I've been here three times and every day I think about going back. It is really great. And like people assume it's just the weather, but it's, it's not, it's the atmosphere. It's like, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I feel the most at home here. And so, you know, I moved back here and despite everybody telling me I should live somewhere else, I was like, no, I, you know, I like it there. I want to live there. So I came here. Um, There's something about the environment there. Like, is it sunny there right now? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's sunny. There's people out probably. Well, Well, not not today, not today. (laughs) On a nice day. Yeah. On a nice day Mm -hmm. uh, in a world that there's no coronavirus or COVID, whatever you call this, but there's people (laughs) walking around running uh, down a Venice beach, uh, you know, downtown. Uh, One time I saw Kevin Hart at a nightclub. I had no clue who the hell he was. Um, (laughs) 
You know, yep. it, it was like three years ago before he really, you know, got really big. Obviously, I don't keep up the data on some of the comedians. And um, so he was in the nightclub, just a very short guy in the VIP section by himself. All these girls were around him, but I had no clue who he was at all. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so all that, the environment of California, especially if you live like on the beach, that's so motivating. Yeah, it really truly is. Something about the water just, I mean, it keeps you going, you know, it's really, it's really great. I love it. And and the best part about it is people in California, especially around the LA area, they're very open-minded. And by that, I mean, is when you tell people you're an actress or an actor or, you know, a professional chef, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is really nice. And I've noticed people are, they tend to be pretty down to earth. Uh, you know, at least the people that I've interacted with, they seem very down to earth. And I've lived all over the country. In fact, um, Texas, New York, Florida, Washington, and most of the time the people I meet are really nice and really down to earth and it's great. But something about California, I've noticed a lot of them are very like, even in completely different ways, just very artistic. And like some of them, you know, they're painters or other people, they make necklaces and things. And it's just, it's kind of cool, like to see what different people are interested in doing. And I'm not saying that people aren't artistic in other states by any means. The other states are great too. I love the Southern hospitality of Texas and, you know, I lived in a college town in Washington, so that was a great atmosphere. Like there was military in college um, and the people were very, it seemed like kind of like a giant family in a way. And, you know, Florida is, the people are so different in Florida, but they seem to be very spunky. Like they have this kind of like, you know, an alligator will walk by and they're just like, oh yeah, that's normal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like It is so not normal. And it's just crazy. These giant dinosaur lizards are walking right past us. And then New York, I mean, everybody's so, they're very witty and smart. And it's just like, they talk really fast. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. And I don't know, I, I, you know, I've taken good things from everywhere I've gone, I think. Well, that's good. Obviously, you know, doing all that it, uh, California just makes me feel comfortable in general. Yeah. I feel like, like I, I feel like I belong there. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just cause the, uh, the environment, you know, the, the, the lifestyle. And that's something that I really, you know, I really, really, really want to go back to maybe one day. You should. I was, uh, I was driving South the other day towards, uh, to visit some family. And, you know, if I look to the right, I see this beautiful sunset, you know, and it's uh, on the water, it's gorgeous. And then I look to my left and there's mountains and like a moon on the top of the mountains. And I was like, this is so cool. I have literally the ocean and the mountains in the same state. It's amazing. Oh, we, we used to, um, we stayed at Newport Beach the one time, mm-hmm. and every every chance we got to get go in the car, we were going for like hour plus drives, <laughs> and just go up the Pacific Coast Highway was amazing. And then up in Calabasas, that's a very nice area up in the mountains there. Yeah, it's like the best of both worlds. You know, they even have a desert if you go towards Arizona. I mean, I just call it Arizona, but you know, it's still part of California. 
So what are some new projects you're working on? So right now I've been mostly honestly screenwriting since the, um, a lot of the acting things are kind of on hiatus. Um, and there was one thing I wanted to mention, actually, my friend, Andrew Heller, he was the director of, um, uh, sorry, Maybelline Molly and me. And he also wrote a book called A Gift of the Heart. And he is currently traveling from Florida all the way to California to get on the Ellen show to discuss A Gift of the Heart because his goal is to turn it into a movie and have all the proceeds of the movie go toward children to help them fight cancer and to help them, you know, um, with different medical issues such as cancer. And it's an amazing book. Um, it's extremely inspiring. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him and he has a website. It's www.agiftoftheheart.com. So I just wanted to shout out towards that. Cause I mean, that's, it's a really inspiring story and it's just, I mean, he's driving across the entire country, you know, to be able to get this thing going. And it's just, you know, it's, it's really kind of, I don't know. It's very encouraging and motivating to see, you know, somebody with that much dedication to do that. So I just wanted to talk about him for a minute. That's pretty cool. He's going to be on the Ellen show. eh? I believe so. Yeah. So he's excited about that. That's incredible. I've always wanted to be on the Ellen show, but I really don't have that much to talk. Actually, I actually have a lot to talk about. Just not anything important. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I could probably, I'm one of those guys I was talking to my buddy, uh, uh, Brad Pittman, he, uh, that smoke meat, uh, podcast. I believe you were on that today as well, but yeah, you know, I was talking with him for an hour today and we could have probably talked for a long, long time, just the way we drag things out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great talking to him earlier too. He, I mean, he's really nice and I think I talk a lot, so <laughs> I ended up saying a bunch of stuff to him. Yeah. I mean, like he's very easy to talk to and um, sometimes I get caught off guard and I just keep on talking and people <laughs> tune out, but you know, that's, that's how I am. Like that's how everybody is who has, has a lot to say, especially during this time, you know, you're all pent up in the house and every person that goes by is suddenly the mailman is your best friend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my Amazon yeah. carrier knows my first name now and I call him by his first name now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, you know, sometimes you even want to invite him in for lunch, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. very safe for you to do that right now. So maybe yeah. a picnic in the future, but um, here we don't have mailmen. We have guys who just deliver uh, boxes, uh, you know, the Amazon thing, they're all backed up and we have FedEx guys just whip the uh, box at your door. Um, oh man, like old fashioned newspaper boys on their bikes, just toss it at the door. <laughs> yeah. The newspaper guy doesn't even come up to the house anymore. He just throws it at the end of the driveway. It's like, I just leave it there for like two weeks at a time. Oh no. Cause who reads That's the paper right. anymore? Right. So I actually, I still read the paper, you know, I really do love the paper. And actually the part that I take out first is the crossword. I do the crossword. I hand my grandma the paper if, you know, if I'm with her that day and I have her read it first, I finish my crossword and then I read it after her. And it's kind of been a routine for a while. Yeah. Sometimes there's some good memories. Uh, here we just get the, the flyers and stuff. So we have all these apps. Oh. We, have flip, we have flip up here. We have, uh, I, 
app called Reby that you know has. I'm in Canada, by the way. Yeah. So we have these apps that we just flip through everything and see all the flyers. Like I don't know why they even put them out still. I know there's old people who still go buy the flyers, but um, the digital age is here and people need to get used to it because we're wasting trees. That's the thing that I learned in elementary school. Uh, we're wasting trees, you know? Yeah, that is a good point. Hmm. So That is true. So what else are you, you doing to, you know, keep things lively in your household at this time? Are you watching, well, are you binge watching Netflix or... <laughs> Not as much. Um, not really. I have a show that I, an old show, I actually really like. Um, I've been watching Gilmore Girls again. Every couple days, I'll put on an episode and I just love it. But um, but no, actually, I've been working on learning a bunch of new things. Um, I've been working on my guitar and, you know, struggling with that, <laughs> trying to keep a tune going. And um, What kind of guitar been, do you play? It's an electric guitar. What's the brand? And, um, Behringer. <laughs> it's Behringer. Behringer. There yeah, you I, go. I used to play in a band too. I have like, if you put the video on now, you'll see, well, I guess my video is not on, but I have like a bunch of Fender guitars behind me. Oh, cool. See, I'm brand new. I couldn't even say the brand correctly. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, we all start somewhere. You're right now. You're probably better off writing a script than playing guitar. But, um, eventually <laughs> if you work at it hard enough, you'll, you'll get good. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to, you know, learn a little bit about it. And then um, I'm actually also going to school and I'm going for entertainment business. And I'm also writing a screenplay. Um, I'm editing one that I wrote last year that's actually about an epidemic. Um, I had no idea this was going to happen in real life, but it's about an epidemic and music is actually the cure. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way for me to have known, but music is actually the cure, which is kind of awesome. Um, So I'm just editing that. Um, I think I'm going to change the ending a little bit. And so mostly just you know, school, guitar, screenplay, and hanging out with my kids. I try to um, keep them learning and, you know, help them with school. And I went to school, I want to say six years ago or seven years ago um, to be a teacher. And I, it wasn't my passion, but I did, you know, I, I enjoy kids. I love kids. Obviously, of course, my own, especially. And so I, you know, I trained in um, learning how to teach children who have autism and children with disabilities, as well as just, you know, all children. And so I make curriculums for them and um, help them, you know, just learn more things. And since we're home all the time, it's kind of cool because we can do like science experiments and things in the kitchen and, you know, it's just, it's fun. I can teach them not only how to be an adult when they're older, like how to, you know, make macaroni and cheese or (laughs) whatever, cook breakfast and different things, but also school stuff. And I feel very blessed that I wanted to go to school for that when I was like 18, 19, because it was, you know, it's kind of lucky that now I can use it to benefit my children. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm kind of privileged because I, I'm in the radio industry. I get to, you know, leave the house every day and Ooh, fun. <laughs> kind of stave away a fight, you know, an impending fight if I were to be home the whole time. I know I stayed home. I just had a baby. Well, I didn't have a baby. She had a baby, but um, 
he's congratulations thank you yeah oh he's, he's growing and he's a pig just like his dad so oh so cute he likes to eat he was eating uh when he first came out yeah, I did the the C section thing, right? Well, she did the C section. I keep yeah. saying I did it. She did. <laughs> she did. The, she did everything. Um, no, it's good. You guys are close, you know. So. Yeah. So you know, the baby came out. Um, he came out, and uh, for some reason, they think they can feed him like 10, uh, 10, 10 milliliters. Like it's yeah. not even enough formula for the kid. The kid was starving, you know. So <laughs> they're recommending like- ten, and then by the end of the night, he was at sixty. And now wow. he's at like 200 and like, he's just a pig. That's good though. He's going to be healthy and growing and that is good. He's going to be a very big boy. Um, his head's <laughs> pretty big. We had to go to the doctors and be like, yo, this guy's head's pretty big. He's like, no, he's going to be a big kid. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm a big guy though. I, my head's the size of a nuclear plant. So. See, it makes sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense then. They, they, he looks like, it's weird to look at something or, or your own child and be like, my photos as a child, when I look at my photos, I look exactly like them. It's like, That's so oh, cool. It's unreal. <laughs> my my youngest son, he looks just like his dad. And then every now and then he'll make one expression that looks like me. And I'm like, yep, see, I'm in there. I'm in there somewhere. Like, I know it. But my daughter looks just like me. And my other son looks like a really good combination of the two of us. So... It's like Mother Nature knows how to blend things properly. I know. It's it's really kind of incredible. I just love like what they think about and what they do. And it's just so funny because it's like some of it is stuff that I did as a kid and some of it is stuff that I never would have thought about doing as a kid. And I just listening to their ideas and their thoughts is just so like I can't describe it. It's very incredible. It's a very joyous feeling. And finally, the question that everybody's been waiting for on this show. <laughs> have you listened to this podcast before, Charlie? Yes, I have. What's the question? I don't know. <laughs> I've only listened to, gosh, like probably the beginning of most of them. I feel like a jerk. That's no, okay. It's okay. It's about coffee. Meet Me for Coffee is about, well, mixing two of my favorite things and that's talking conversation and coffee. So how do you take your coffee? Um, black, unless I go to Starbucks, if I'm at Starbucks, I will get a coconut milk latte with like three pumps of mocha. You answered right on this one. You answered right on this question. Cause uh, black's how you're supposed to take it. Um, preferably cause that's, that's how I like it. Um, except if I go to Starbucks and they have the, uh, you know, you know what cold brew is, right? Yeah. Cold brew is good. Is that carbonated cold brew? Oh I'm not man. I'm sure if it's carbonated. It's is it so carbonated? Good. You can get it carbonated. It's called oh, nitro wow. cold brew. Yeah. And they put like a, like a sweet, uh, like cream in it. It's very good. It's very good. But uh, I never tried that. See, yeah. I usually just drink it black at home. So <laughs> you, you want, you want to hear a, a funny story? Yeah. So up here in Canada, if I were to get, uh, so I got a coffee. I'm trying to remember. I went to LA. I got a coffee at the, uh, prom, is it the, the promenade or promenade in mm-hmm. uh, Santa Monica? And uh, I got a coffee. I'm trying to think. I got, a, I got a grande coffee, black coffee, and my friend got a venti caramel mochiato. Mm-hmm. 
guess how much that came to? Like $12 or something crazy? No, it was like $7. No, yeah, it was $7. Oh my gosh. So that's not bad at all. So I was yeah, asking the lady, are you sure? Yeah, $7. <laughs> because in Canada, like one of those drinks will be 10 bucks. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ten dollars. $10 for a caramel mochiato. And I, I had one once and I probably will never have one again. Uh, yeah, for I was some reason, frost milk me- messes me up. That's why. So, uh, oh, man. I'm a, I'm a black coffee kind of guy. And I, sometimes when I go a bit too hard on the cream, it just, I'm going to go to bed. So, um, yeah, the cream kind of, yeah, it's milk is no good. I usually drink like coconut milk or almond milk or not regular milk normally. Yeah, just stay away from the cream because, you know, in my past, I worked security. And there's a place here called Tim Hortons. I mean, you guys have Tim Hortons in the States. I know that, but it's not as big as it is here. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a drink. There's a coffee. We call it the double-double. So the double-double is two creams and two sugars in your coffee. And I would get a large every time. You know how many calories are in that stupid thing? Like I was wondering why I was gaining weight. Um, mm-hmm. I had two of them two of them a day and like pretty much I almost put in like 800 calories into my body. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Black uh, is not nearly as much, co- as much calories, is it? Uh, well on Weight Watchers, it counts for zero points. So I think it's pretty good, right? Yeah. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> that's the only thing that I know off Weight Watchers. I tried doing Weight Watchers uh, uh, earlier in my life uh, with my, my mom when I was living there in my teenage years. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a weird diet. You, know, you eat all the vegetables you want. Coffee is zero points. Uh, also, mm-hmm. vegetables is zero points. But then you buy the bread. You buy their specialty bread. And it's like, you know, a, a sliced piece of bread. It's like half of that, like, <laughs> thickness. So you can't even eat a sandwich without it falling apart, you know? So Yeah. Uh, definitely, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I like to eat. So I was discussing <laughs> that with Brad from the Smoke Meat Podcast. Like, we like to eat. So pretty much our whole podcast together was us talking about recipes oh yeah he brought up two recipes for me to try too one was like a special fish sauce and another one was um with pork and i was like man i gotta try those because i've been trying to learn more uh, things with uh, the lemonade is that what he told you uh no i think it was like um what was it like peaches puree? Yeah, he told me that. He told me that. Yeah. So the other yeah, one, was yeah. one, the other, no, the the pork one and the beef one was with the uh, the canned lemonade and Cajun sauce or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what he told me, and I was just sitting there. It's like I've never thought about that, but I think I'll try it. Yeah, I've heard of some interesting things with meat. Like my uncle one time tried pouring soda on it or something. I don't know what the deal was. I don't remember exactly what he did because I was real little, but I remembered something with soda. And and then I think it was good. I mean, I was like seven, so I don't know. But I've never thought about soda on me either. I just, it's interesting. It's the magic of food. It's yep. whatever you can find on Pinterest to pique your interest. And sometimes <laughs> uh, you get dragged into a recipe that you're in the middle of. And it's like, what the hell am I doing? Like, like, I don't even like these ingredients. <laughs> I don't like these ingredients. I don't think I'll like this. Uh, I could have ordered pizza. You know, I, this is, no one's going to eat this. I hope they like it, you know, especially I have, I have three kids. It's very hard to impress 
well, the baby doesn't eat, but the other two, right? It's always like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. I don't like this. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, thankfully so far, my kids have been pretty good about liking like the different things I've tried. My youngest son, he'll eat sushi with me. It's like amazing. I just love it. We go on sushi dates together. And then my oldest son, his favorite thing is macaroni and cheese, but like he'll try other stuff and he's like, yeah, that doesn't look pretty. So I don't want it. I'm like, well, just try it. You'll see if you like it. And as long as there's enough cheese on it, he loves it. And then my daughter, if I say I like it, she's like, oh, I like it too. (laughs) It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Well, Charlie, the up and coming screenwriter, actress based in Southern California. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm so happy that we finally did this. Me too. uh, you know, it's a long time coming and, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and you really have to deal with what's in front of you, especially now. And, and I, right now we have the opportunity to talk, which we've been talking about doing on a podcast for quite some time. So thank you again. Thank you also. It was my pleasure. I appreciate it.